When artificial intelligence starts running supply chains, what will happen to the humans? Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, managing editor of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain podcast. AI has come to the supply chain, but its impact is only beginning to be felt. In the future, it will be present in every function, from demand planning and product design to raw materials acquisition, manufacturing, distribution, and customer service. Optimism over the application of AI to complex global supply chains is sky high. But what does it all mean for humans? Today, I'm discussing our future relationship with this cutting-edge technology with Nikos Papagiorgio, Vice President of Customer Success with Slink. We'll talk about the true potential of AI and how it will transform the way in which supply chains operate. Most importantly, we'll envision the future of people and where they'll fit into this complex equation. Will machines eventually take over the whole thing, or will they at some point have to defer to us? Along the way, we'll learn why Papa Giorgio believes AI has the ability to unleash human potential. So here is my conversation with Nikos Papa Giorgio. Nikos Papa Giorgio, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Bob. Nikos, what functions today are artificial intelligence taking over right now that used to be done exclusively by humans? Question is timely because there's a lot of confusion, I think, around AI today within supply chain and beyond. Like lots of headlines about the general artificial intelligence space and how that may kind of dominate humanity in the future, right? That goes beyond mm -hmm. supply chain, obviously. And we see that a lot out there with also supply chain leaders who are struggling to really get to the, to the gist of it and how really AI can deliver tangible value for their businesses. So I can, I can give a couple of examples here of where we see that playing today within the realm of supply chain. One way to take this off the ground is to recognize that there are many different fields within the broader field of artificial intelligence. The one that has more merit when we're talking about supply chain is machine learning. Right? Machine learning can essentially take as inputs complex data sets, self-optimize, improve their outcome, whatever that may be, precision, accuracy, etc., predictions, right? improve their outcome, and, and in a way emulate logical thinking, human logical thinking. Now, take that into a supply chain context, and the, the applications are really limitless, but I'll just highlight a few. Recommendation engines to solve supply chain problems. So let's take a step back here and just think about it, let's say, as an example, a manufacturer, let's say here in the U.S., domestically, who ships products globally in countries all over the world. Right? We're talking about a very complex supply chain, perhaps hundreds of lanes, large set of partners, ocean carriers, airliners, brokers, for port authorities, I mean, you name it. Right? It's a very complex supply chain environment. And on the other side of this, you have supply chain professionals that are trying to manage exceptions, as we like to say, in the supply chain, things that go outside of plan. So typically, what those professionals see today, what they are faced with is lack of visibility, lack of this predictive, if you will, capability. And that's where AI machine learning comes in. 
They mm-hmm. can tame the complexity of the supply chain, take as input this complex and data-rich environment we just talked about, and provide predictions that can empower supply chain professionals to take proactive actions and manage their supply chains. So two steps you're describing. One is simply getting visibility as to the current state of the supply chain to be able to track the status of orders and manufacturing and traceability. And then two is to use that information to some degree and create some kind of a prediction. Is that right? That's precise. And I like you bringing that perspective here, perhaps two layers or two functions, because the first one you mentioned also presupposes a level of digitization. Some environment, if you will, software or other environment, where you can see information, supply chain relevant, contextually relevant information about our supply chains. So AI can play a role there, but really typically AI would take that as an input to create predictions. Seems like the the first step in automation these days is the ability of the system simply to manage a mass of information that couldn't possibly be handled by humans alone in the era of big data. So I guess that's step one, but it goes well beyond that, right? Absolutely. And, you know, to the example we just built a minute ago, right, about that domestic manufacturer shipping worldwide, every real event in that product journey, even if you, if you would just take follow one widget, right, that goes from the U.S., who knows, through maybe a hub, logistics hub in Europe to some affiliate partner in Europe or in Asia, right, every single widget that moves creates a sizable amount of data. Every event, every handoff between a partner to another, every document that's generated across the journey creates data. As you mentioned, it's kind of humanly impossible for any individual to take all that information to create insights, let alone predictions about what may go wrong. But let's back up even further before the product is even produced, before the raw materials are procured, before it's manufactured and shipped. I understand that AI is playing an important role in forecasting and demand planning, first of all, before you even get to the visibility of the product being made. Are we seeing great advances on the demand planning and forecasting side with AI as well? Certainly. I think there are two sides to that story. Definitely, whenever there is a predictive element in any process and and demand and supply type of matching includes forecasting of demand first, right? And then obviously planning supply to meet that demand. AI can help. I think the results that we're seeing there are mixed. There's a lot of experimentation out there. We're seeing improvements of the accuracy of predictions. In some cases, we're just seeing improvements in the precision of that prediction, not necessarily the accuracy, and that gets a little technical here. Sometimes we see improvements in the process of forecasting and planning for our supply. So many different permutations, if you will, of that problem, as we just described, and AI plays a role there, but again, it very much depends on the use case. Since you mentioned about the sourcing piece, let me highlight one more use case for AI, which I think has been proven already, and this is quality management and performance management. Basically create a model with which we can evaluate our suppliers. And typically, again, big Fortune 100 manufacturers will have a long list of suppliers. Right? In some cases, they need to make strategic decisions which one to promote versus or contract versus others. So AI can actually help us create objective fuel metrics that will crunch a series of data again. Some may be more logistics-related, some may be more service-level-related or quality metrics, and then spit out, so to speak, objective evaluation for partners. That, again, will allow either real-time or perhaps monthly or quarterly kind of fine-tuning of our operations. Given the state of AI and machine learning today, what is the role of humans in this? Obviously, you would argue, I'm sure, that humans don't become unnecessary. (laughs) They are necessary to the process. What are humans doing given the current state of this technology? I mean, to answer your question directly, I think the relationship right now is symbiotic. 
which means the machines cannot do it alone. And that comment specifically applies to supply chain, but I believe also in other fields. If you would, and we already recognize that AI is just one piece of the digitization puzzle, right? You just mentioned about how Windows a layer of a software layer, perhaps, where data are integrated. There is other pieces to that digitization puzzle, including analytics. And the sort of work has been done for the last 10, 15 years on that space. There is also the online collaboration piece. The social media-like environment now becomes part of the enterprise, if you will, world. And of course, AI is a big piece enriching that broader machine-driven, if you will, environment. But the point being, and let's be a little more specific and zoom into, into AI and machine learning and supply chain, is that machines cannot do it alone. And what do we mean by that? Think about a typical machine learning implementation project. It will start with a set of humans, experts in this case, in supply chain, whatever the use case may be, you know, logistics, forwarding, transportation, etc., that we have to come together and design the problem for which we're solving. They will have to take a look at data that we need to ingest into that model. They will have to take a look at the attributes of the problem. They will have to really define what the outcome we expect that model to give us. And then they will have to work in tandem very closely together with the technologies that will basically stand up that model. That part is not automated. That part is actually very much dependent in this cross-functionality between the supply chain professionals and the AI experts. Now, if you were to go on the other side, on the other end, if you will, of this project implementation, which really is the utilization of that model, the ML model, by our supply chain, again, professionals or frontline folks out there, again, the machine learning will stop at the point that we'll give those predictions, we'll give those insights about what went wrong in the supply chain and what needs to be resolved. But today, as we, as where we stand, ML will not solve that problem on its own. It's going to be up to the humans now to take that information and apply things that they are best at, right? Creativity, problem solving, the soft relationship type of skills, because in some cases you have to, obviously in most cases, you have to cross company barriers, borders, if you will, to solve those problems. In some cases you have to cross real borders, like country borders, right? It's a global world we, we play in. So those humans would have to take those insights and truly solve the problem to deliver the value from that machine learning, if you will, uh, environment. I'm wondering, though, as the machine learning implies that the system gets smarter, with experience. And so are we not seeing the transition of artificial intelligence from a predictive mode to a prescriptive mode where they not only predict what's going to happen, the system recommends what needs to be done in reaction to that. That seems to be more of a role that AI is playing these days. Absolutely. And you remind me here, something we shouldn't forget to talk about, which is the Amazon-like experience I think you're, you're suggesting here. You go on the website and not only you can have this one-click, easy type of purchasing experience, but you also see suggestions, recommendations about what to buy next, right? Who doesn't love that? So how about can we bring down that environment experience, user experience, into the enterprise for supply chain? And the answer is absolutely yes. So the second piece you know, for that machine learning model is not only to speed the, uh, the predictions, but actually recommendations about corrective actions. Now, to our initial point, still the human, in many cases, have to take the action I'm not saying always, this can also be automated depending on the type of action, right? We can always be an automated feed back to, let's say, an ERP system or a TMS system in some cases. So your point is granted. But what we see today, what customers are asking us is a mix of both, is a blend. Some things can be automated. In many cases, they cannot, and the human factor has to be there. But as we come to trust the predictions and prescriptions of the system increasingly, over time, do we not begin to let the system take over more 
actual decisions and, and actions. In other words, a human sit back, they say, well, the experience has been that the system has been right on a number of occasions, so we now trust it more to go ahead and take actions that we didn't trust it to do before. Isn't that progressively becoming the case? Sure, I think you're describing the vision here. I think you're describing the end goal of a kind of a fully automated, some people call it self-driving supply chain, right? That's a great mm -hmm. idea. It's a great vision. I think that's where we're going. Now, you're asking me where we are today that we're not there yet. How long is it going to take us to get there? We can't make predictions here. I think we're, we're probably 10, 20 years before end-to-end -end supply chain can be self-driving. And mm -hmm. I think that will take more than one technology. It's not going to be an AI play alone because and it just kind of dive a little deeper, deeper here into your the gist of your question, you, you mentioned the concept of trust. Some people may be thinking distributed ledger type of technologies. You mentioned the concept of automating activities that are today managed by disconnected systems. So that means integration between systems. But we know that's a long-standing problem in supply chain. So if you're like a manufacturer in the U.S. running an ERP, that's probably not talking to a warehouse management system of a hub sitting in Singapore today. So that link also needs to be established. If we assume that humans will continue to be part of the process for some time to come, does that not change the type of talent that we need to do the job on the human side and the type of training involved? Don't we need different types of people who are trained differently than they have been before? I think the short answer is yes, obviously, right? And if we go back to the example of how machine learning is being implemented today and where humans really are adding value, we can allude to the, the skills or the strengths that we need here. So we need subject matter expertise, domain, a specific subject matter expertise, right? In this case, logistics, transportation, manufacturing, whatever it may be. On the other end, we need tech savviness from our technology teams, but also from our logistics professionals to be able to talk to each other. And on the flip side, I think that may be a little counterintuitive. I think on the usage, on the utilization of the outputs of AI, we may actually need less, if you will, tech savviness, because the hope there is that the new modern supply chain logistics software will actually be able to take that on. They will, they will be able to feed insights into the fingertips of a supply chain professional so they don't in turn have to go and do the tedious, perhaps granular tasks of analysis, et cetera, et cetera. So it's going to be, again, to your point, more tasks along the lines of business development, of customer relationship management, things of that nature. Well, even that's being automated to a certain extent these days. I mean, you talk about the human qualities of creativity and problem solving, but there are plenty of AI scientists out there who feel that those are very much within the area of the ability of an AI system to carry out. Do you think that in the future we will see these systems become more creative and, and take on a problem-solving role that they are unable to do so today? I'm a believer. I do think that AI has a lot of merit, but I think... I don't want to be kind of putting a break here on, on our imagination, but I think if you will, a sober or a, a more, I think, responsible approach here is to take things step by step because we're, we can very quickly go into a philosophical kind of discussion about AI, and if you'd like, we can actually deep dive into that a little bit as well. It certainly gets into that inevitably, doesn't it? At some point, you have to get philosophical if you're looking far into the future. It does. I mean, if you want to get philosophical, we can see the actually the best-case scenario and the worst-case scenario, right, in the faraway future. I think the, the bad case scenario is described by movies like Matrix, right, where humans are kind of demoted, if you will, to commodities, right, versus perhaps the good case scenario, which maybe it's a Star Trek-like world, where every minute kind of unimportant task has been delegated to machines, and we're just cruising the universe, exploring and philosophizing. So <laughs> nothing wrong with getting into that discussion. But what I was going to 
perhaps bring us back to, and that's actually what our AI experts tell us, and it's important for this dialogue, is that we need to keep the discussion grounded. We need to keep the discussion real if we were to, at some point, get to that level of sophistication you're envisioning. And at Slink, you know, we actually have a very strong team of software engineers, many of them with experience in, in AI. They come from Salesforce and for your information, Bob, and for our audience, they actually built the Einstein platform, which was the first commercial AI-driven solution for Salesforce. So they've seen the build the solution from the ground up for the enterprise driven by AI. And in some cases, the value today can come by simple models like the machine learning models we described before without going into a general AI, type, philosophical, if you will, type of, of discussion, which sometimes creates confusion, although it's very interesting to discuss in our drinks. Looking to the future, though, what excites you the most about the capability of AI in the supply chain? There's two exciting things, and all of them have to do actually do with a human element uh, here. One is that the world is becoming smaller. We are coming closer and closer to each other, and that requires a certain degree, if you will, of tolerance between supply chain partners in this case. So the manufacturer, again, in the U.S., who is dealing with selling products with affiliates in Southeast Asia and has to work with all sorts of partners across the globe can find value in AI in bridging the gap in terms of doing business. So AI can actually unleash, if you will, human potential that before was hidden behind, let's say, outdated enterprise software, disconnected legacy systems, etc., etc. So I'm excited about AI helping us really cross those boundaries and generate value not only in a, if you will, in a siloed environment, meaning I'm a super manufacturer, I'm just driving my own business objectives and making value for myself, but I can actually now work much more efficiently with my partner and really raise the bar for everyone. So create value for the chain along the lines of creating value for myself. I think AI can help us cross that barrier. And the second piece, if you don't, if you don't mind, the Bob is really empowering the individual. That vision that we both kind of described before the Amazon-like experience for the enterprise, meaning imagine yourself being risk professional coming into, who knows, a warehouse or a forwarding office you know, again in Singapore, expecting product from the US and from Europe. And as you enter your office or even before through your mobile phone, you can see alerts and suggested actions about what has gone wrong, may go wrong, and suggested actions about what to do. It's very much empowering experience for the individual in the era that's upon us. And yet somewhere deep in the whole thing, humans will still continue to exist and control supply chains. So that's good to know. <laughs> so, uh, Nikos Papagiorgio, I want to thank you so much for spending time with us to describe the current state of AI, where it might be going, and some optimistic statements about the role of humans in the mix as well. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Bob. It's a pleasure. That was my conversation with Nikos Papagiorgio, talking about the future of artificial intelligence and supply chains. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. See you next time.